Hello and welcome. You are officially listening to the Laugh It Off podcast with Megan Ulrich Krieger. Grab your wine, water, whiskey, whatever, and stay tuned for some good laughs and some tidbits to help you become the best version of yourself. Hey y'all, and welcome back to another fabulous Wine Wednesday. I am actually recording this on this Tuesday, uh, drinking some coffee with coconut creamer. Y'all, I am obsessed (laughs) with all things coconut, and it is, oh, I guess it's only 11. I am not normally a morning person, but I've done a lot today, and I'm excited to share it with you, okay? I have zero script today. We, I'm just riffing on something that I needed to hear, I needed to think about, I reflected on, I want to share with you all because I think just all of y'all need to hear this. (laughs) And today we're going to talk all things getting out of your own fucking way when it comes to doing the things you want to do in your life. So for those of you who follow me on the socials, I just spent about a week in Nashville just kind of getting away. It wasn't even like a big party vacation. It was, I had some intentions. I wanted to create some new content. I wanted to get inspired. I started writing the book that I told you all I wanted to do in my first, I think it was my first episode of this year where we talked about making goals instead of resolutions and how to make uh, goals that don't necessarily revolve all around diet culture, diet-based goals. And so I needed a trip to be inspired to start something like that and to just start thinking about how I can take laugh it off, take this thing, (laughs) whatever this is, uh, and make it bigger, inspire more people, reach more people, whether it be through a book, whether it be through coaching. Like I am really, really interested in moving into a confidence coaching realm. I'll be launching podcast merchandise this month, y'all. So stay tuned for that. I'm so, so excited. And so it was just such an amazing trip. And I have been waking up early ever since I got back. I woke up early every single night that we were there, even the few nights that we did go out on the town, because sometimes just that getaway of your day-to-day life makes you realize that you're not necessarily as tired as you think you are. You may just literally be dreading the day that you have ahead of yourself. And as like morbid as that is, because I I love my current job, I love my life, everything like that. I definitely just fell into the rut of going through the motions, doing the same shit every day, not excited about the shit that I had to wake up for. And so I, I found myself most of this year sleeping in a lot. Granted, that may be seasonal depression as as well. We live in the Midwest, y'all. I do at least. Uh, Some of you are listening to this all over the world, but uh, seasonal depression still happens. So it could be part in that, but I've been waking up early ever since. Super excited about all of the creative uh, ideas and things that I had. But the reason why I really wanted to do this episode is because when I was in Nashville, thinking of all these creative ventures I could do, again, whether it be a book, whether it be launching programs, whether it be launching one-on-one coaching, whatever this may transpire to be, was so exciting when I was there in the moment. Every day since I've been home, I have been scared shitless to think about it any further. Like, shitless. (laughs) Just thinking about it now. The fact that I'm talking about it now, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm really putting this out into the universe. And it just brings me back to all the times we, I, whoever, you, you talk yourself out of doing something just because it scares you or just because you're afraid 
of what everybody else will think, right? And I like to think that I, I don't necessarily do this a lot. All of you who know me and have been following me for a while, I'm always talking about how I'm a jack of trades. I've, I've started many different businesses, many different ventures. I often don't care a lot about what people think of me anymore. But still, when it comes to starting something new, that can be really freaking scary. And I wanted to share a story with you uh, from one of my really good friends who was just contemplating growing her uh, TikTok platform, actually. And uh, she is a fellow business owner, and I have been explaining to her, I'm like, TikTok is kind of where it's at. It's a super easy way to grow a super large platform with really not a little, not a lot of work. You got to be consistent, but it doesn't take a lot of work to grow TikTok followers. There's like, what was the stat? Over 200 million people downloaded the app within the first month of quarantine last year. Like that is really, really crazy. And there's a lot of people on there and it can be a good way to just grow your platform, grow whatever, whatever you're looking to do with your life. Right. And the last time I talked to her about it, she was like, I'm just so afraid because there are so many people on the internet who are like so quick to judge, so quick to leave negative commentary. She's like, I'm really afraid of putting myself out there like that. And I was like, damn, it made me, it made me take a step back. Because again, I'm kind of to the point where I don't really care what people think about me on the internet, but I know, I know not everybody is like that. When I got into I got some TikTok haters once upon a time a couple months ago, uh, body shaming me, just kind of like just icky stuff, right? Telling me that I was wrong in the way that I was approaching body positivity and all of that shit. And one of my other good friends who had grown a large body positivity content, she got to 30,000 followers on TikTok and she couldn't handle the pressure anymore. She couldn't handle the negative comments. She deleted everything. And she had messaged me. She's like, oh my God, how are you dealing with these comments? And I was like, what? Like, I think they're funny. But I realized that that is a process to get there. And I've not been there my whole life. And so it got me reflecting on times where I've held myself back just for for fear of failure, for fear of what what other people will think. And I'm I'm hoping you guys can relate to this and take something from this because y'all failing is never trying. Like if you don't try, that's your failure. Or if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Whether it's asking for a raise, asking for an opinion, asking for somebody to make a donation, whatever the hell it is, if you don't ask, the answer is no. And so I wanted to share some of my times where I've definitely held myself back, stood in my own way. And these, these go way back to like high school, all that shit. And so I'm putting my embarrassing times I've held myself back stories out there for you guys, just in hopes that it makes you feel a little bit more normal, makes you feel a little bit more inspired, and it helps you let down that wall of holding yourself back. So the one that came to mind that just cracks me up these days is high school choir, okay? What I know now about myself, I I think I'm tone deaf, y'all. Like, and not in a I'm making fun of myself way. Like, I literally think I'm tone deaf, which is so unfortunate because I love music so much. I, if I was good at music and singing, like, I would be living in Nashville, writing songs, singing, all that shit. It's just, I'm, I have a huge passion for it. I'm just not good at it. It's fine. We have things like that in our life. But I remember, so when we, I think it was, I 
think back in high school, everybody was in the same ninth grade choir. And when you moved from ninth grade to 10th through 12th grade, there is like it was almost like a varsity and a JV team, but for choir. And those of you who went at my high school will probably know what I'm talking about. I don't even remember. I don't know if they had different names, but there was like definitely like a B squad of the choir team, right? And so when you were moving up from the ninth grade choir, you had to audition with our music teacher. And I don't even know what it entailed. Uh, you would audition and then she would place you in either the quote varsity choir or the JV choir, right? And I, I was so afraid of being put in the JV choir that I just chose not to audition. I did not audition for the quote high school choir because I was so afraid of failure or like denial. Like that is so insane to me now looking back and so sad because I love singing. I know I'm not good at it, but I love it. And sometimes I look back and I wish I had continued singing. It, it wouldn't matter to me now what freaking choir I was in. If I got to keep singing and learning music and stuff, I would have loved that. And maybe I would have gotten better. Maybe I would have not been as tone deaf as I am today. But instead of having to face that rejection of not making like the level A choir team, I just didn't audition. I didn't even, didn't even give myself the chance to see. So again, my failure wasn't the fact that I might have made the JV team. It's the fact that I didn't even fucking try. That is so... <sighs> Y'all, I'm riffing. Again, there is no script here today. Sorry if it sounds like I'm yelling, too. I don't... <laughs> I do not mean to be yelling. I'm so passionate. But the thing is, is that there's so many people that sit and continue to do this today. Same thing happened to me when, oh God, I can remember this in volleyball too. I quit volleyball because I got put on the B team. Instead of just playing, I don't, I don't even know what year that was. That had to have been younger. I quit volleyball like younger than choir. But they, it was, had to have been like the junior high team. I got put on the B team and then I quit because I would have rather quit than face the fact that I didn't make the A team. And you can say, too, I think it's easy to sit here and say, like, oh, that's so conceited that you think you should be the best. Like, no, I don't think that's what it is, you guys. I don't think being afraid of failing means that, like, you are, like, letting that hold you back means that you automatically think you should be the best and you automatically earn this. I don't think that's the case. I think it just goes back to how much we fucking care about what other people think about us and what we think about us. Like, are we really only relying on positive comments, the amount of followers being on the A-team to validate us. There's so many other places in the world that we can find validation. We can, I've done an entire episode validating your damn self (laughs) that I just, I was just riffing and thinking back to these experiences and very glad that I have outgrown, become the person that I am to where these things don't hold me back as much, but I still see this in the day-to-day. As most of you guys know, I run a business, Pure Romance. It's an in-home party plan company. Uh, It technically is like a direct sales business where other people can join. You can join this business for $19, and yet I see so many women who tell me they want to, they want to try it out, they want to give it a shot, And then tell me they can't afford it. When like, y'all, I spend $19 at the fucking gas station, right? And this is not to shame anybody who doesn't join a direct sales company or doesn't join my team. That is absolutely not it. It just really puts it into perspective where I'm like, I, 
a lot of these women too, I know they have the money, but it's the fact, it's not the money. It's not the money that holds somebody back from, from starting something. It is the fear of failure. It is the fear of putting ourselves out there. It is the fear of starting something new. That's what truly holds a lot of people back in today's world, whether it be from starting an in-home business like that or even starting a brick and mortar business. When y'all, okay, I need to look up these stats. I'm going to try and look this up while we're literally recording. I was thinking about this when I was thinking of today's episode too, how much more often I see these self-sabotaging patterns happen in my girls, gays, and theys, okay? Because when I think about brick and mortar businesses, I'm like, you see these old rich white men get into so much debt to start a fucking business and like it's no skin off their back, right? So where, why is this different when it comes to my girls, gays, and theys believing in themselves, knowing that they are worthy of starting a brick and mortar business, even if it's a $100,000 startup, you know, all the way down to a $19 direct sales business startup. Like, There's so much more pressure and so much less validation when it comes to these groups of people and taking a chance on themselves, trying a risk, doing something new. Hell, look at how fucking long it took for women to break into the STEM field, right? And so I don't even know what I would research to look this shit up. Like, what what should I look up? Um, Percentages of rich white men who own businesses versus percentages of women in the LGBTQ community. I don't know. Uh, So maybe I'm not going to find percentages because I feel like that would take, y'all know I love my research. I do love my percentages and shit like that. I just don't even know where it would begin. But I want to put that out there too, that like you are valid if you are sitting here struggling with this and you're like unsure why. It's okay too to look around and be like, oh, it's not normalized for somebody like me to take a chance like this. But you can normalize it. You can believe in your damn self. You can stop letting the fear of what somebody else is going to say or think hold you back. It brings me to, back to my friend who I was trying to convince to start her TikTok platform, right? And I'm just like, how can we sit here and live a life where we are afraid of what a stranger, probably a robot, not even a real fucking person. These trolls on the internet, you guys, are not even real people. Let the fear of what a robot on the internet might say about your business, your TikToks, your body, whatever it may be, hold you back from growing a 30,000 person platform, growing a million person platform, which can bring you resources. This shit can bring you income. This can bring you influence. This can bring you inspiration. Like when we sit and let the fear of other people's opinions hold us back, it's so much more than just like not trying that thing. Like we are holding ourselves back from abundance when it comes to income, when it comes to our ability to influence, when it comes to our ability to connect. There's so many things. If we were to make like a Venn diagram or a pros and cons list would make more sense. A pros and cons list of you taking the risk you've been wanting to take, starting the business you've been wanting to start, growing the platform you've been wanting to grow, starting the damn coaching business that I'm fucking afraid to start, like whatever it is, what are the pros and cons list? Your con is what? That it might not go well or that somebody might say something negative. That's it. And again, even if it doesn't go well, who cares? Who cares? You tried. That's what matters. So our cons list is two things. What people might think, and having it not go well or not be successful. Our pros list 
is confidence building. The fact that you did the thing you've been afraid to do, that you believed in yourself, that grows your confidence. The pros list is gaining so many new connections with other people, making an influence in your community, in your followers, whatever kind of venture you're looking to do, growing your bank account, right? Again, a lot of these things come with like financial assets as well. Oh God, there's probably so many more. What When it comes to believing in yourself, everything, your ability to inspire others, not only connect with others, but inspire others. Because when you inspire somebody else to do the thing they've been wanting to do just because you did the thing you've been wanting to do, that grows their ripple effect. That grows their confidence, their influence, their connections. Like it's, it is an entire, it's like a compound effect almost would be a better way to say it than a ripple effect. It's a compound effect. All it takes is you, you, the person, whoever the fuck you are listening to this right now, believing in yourself. If you inspire one other person to believe in themselves, they might inspire one other person or they may inspire a hundred other people you don't know. And so when it comes to weighing our pros and cons of getting out of our own way, quitting the self-sabotage, our ability to influence and the pros list just grows and grows on and on and on. Okay, deep breath. (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) Promise I'm not lecturing or yelling. I was just so passionate to talk about this topic today. There's one other note thing I wanted to hit on this as well. That let's say you have overcome the hump of taking the risk, right? Starting your business, growing your platform, starting the podcast, whatever it's going to be. You're over the hump of that and you're doing pretty good, right? Self-sabotage can still happen. This still happens to me and it it just starts to show up differently. So those of you who know me, I'm like top 1% of pure romance. Like I am doing the damn thing in my business, but there's still some times where I'm like, oh, I should reach for that next level or I should reach for that trip or I should do that next thing and I work for it. But as soon as I see that it's not going to happen or I'm not going to hit my goal or whatever, I all of a sudden start talking myself out of wanting it in the first place. How many of y'all have ever done that? Where you really, really wanted something, you gave it your all, and you see it's, it's not happening, it's not going the way as planned, so you're just like, oh, I didn't really want it to happen that way anyway. Or, oh, I guess I didn't really care about that that much anyway. That is still self-sabotage. That is still us getting in our own damn way. It's okay. It's okay to say, hey, I wanted that and I worked really hard for it and it didn't work out. We don't have to lie to ourselves. We don't have to say, oh, I guess it wasn't that important to me. No. Once you can come to terms with being okay, with failures are going to fucking happen. It's part of life. It's part of the journey. When And we can learn from it, right? When you care about what you're doing... The failures won't even matter. So I see this a lot too. I'm in some pad, uh, podcasting, podcasting, uh, like groups on Facebook and shit like that. And I see people that are like, launched my first episode, only got 35 downloads, like feeling disappointed. And it's like, are you only doing it though for the satisfaction of others? Or did you enjoy yourself when you did it? Did you have fun making your first episode? If you had 35 people standing in a room watching you public speak, I bet you'd be shitting your pants, right? So we need to learn to celebrate ourselves, celebrate the steps along the way, celebrate the failures, and be okay saying, hey, I really wanted that to work and it didn't, and that's okay. I'm gonna do better next time. And so I wanted to put that out there too, that like, step one is getting over the hump of starting the shit you wanna do. Step two is keeping going. Whether you're 
first episode, TikTok, whatever, gets zero views. Like step two is to keep going instead of talking yourself out of it, talking ourselves back into the corner, the little corner where a lot of us live, where we're afraid of what other people think, where we're afraid of putting ourselves out there, where we're afraid of letting ourselves down. Maybe we need to evaluate where does that come from, right? Why do we have that internalized fear of what other people think? Why do we have that internalized fear of letting ourselves down? Like, where did that stem from? But I want us all to grow out of that corner, stay out of that corner, no matter what shit life tries to throw at us. So I think that's my little riff for y'all. Your homework, I've never, not really homework, but (laughs) I've never given homework at the end of an episode. Do something before next week's episode that's going to move you in the direction of getting out of the corner where we're afraid of what people think, where we're afraid of letting ourselves down, whether it's telling a friend, hey, I've been thinking of writing a book, or whether it's posting on your Instagram story, hey, I've been thinking of starting uh, starting a podcast, who would be interested? Or maybe it's making your first TikTok, or maybe it's asking questions about the business that you're looking to start. Do something. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be full of getting over the hump. Do one thing before next week that's going to move you out of the corner of being afraid of what people think and being afraid of letting yourself down. So anything that kind of moves the needle forward, that is that is your piece of advice. That is your, your little piece of homework from me <laughs> because I love you all so much and I want to see you all su- succeed and do all the fucking things that you want to do in your life, even if some of them fall flat. Who cares? You had fun doing it. So that is what I have for you guys today. Uh, Next week's episode, don't even know yet. It's going to be one of my guest episodes. I mentioned last two weeks ago that I have some guests lined up. We're starting to get on an every other solo cast guest episode, solo cast guest episode order. We have merchandise coming very, very soon. Part of my Nashville trip included getting some of it photographed, uh, getting some branding photos down. Uh, So that is something fun to look forward to. And then, yeah, apparently writing a book and doing coaching. No, stay tuned for that. That is like big, big ideas going around in my head that even I'm still afraid of. So that's okay too, to say, hey, I'm afraid, but I'm going to try this out and I'm going to do it anyway. Because I think, oh gosh, I have one more thing. I think that's something that happens to us too. So let's say you're thinking of starting it, but you're afraid, but then you're also afraid to admit to somebody that you're afraid because you think it's going to discredit your idea. That's where I was kind of struggling at with this whole uh, coaching or offering programs uh, type situation is I was afraid to tell you guys on here that I'm afraid of doing that because I'm like, because then if I do launch this, they're going to be like, oh, she's afraid to do this. It, It must not be that good. No. That's fucking bullshit. So same thing happens if you're like, oh, I want to write a book, but I'm afraid. And then you're afraid to tell somebody that. And then you do it anyway. No. Fuck fear. Okay. Fuck the story that we tell ourselves about why we can or can't do something or what we should or shouldn't say about it. Fuck the idea of hustle in silence and let our success speak for us. No. Shout that shit from the rooftops. Tell somebody the ideas that you have so that way you stick to it. You're held accountable. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Sorry. That was another rant. Um, love you all. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. Megan loves your face. Leave me a review. I've been thinking of doing a little pop-up contest when I launch the merchandise, doing some giveaways for people who leave reviews. So if you could leave me a written review, I would absolutely love you forever. And it helps people find, uh, find the podcast as well. And I think that's it. If you have any stories, 
advice you need, podcast recommendations, my email is laughitoffwithmeg at gmail.com. So you can always hit me up there and I'll chat with you all next week. Love y'all.